I don't know. It's something about the hat with the headphones over it. Oh, you like that? Yeah, like, and you have the sound stuff. I'm just listening to the apartment next door. You down the ride? And like your, like your pose. And like the American flag, maybe. Yeah, no, I get that. I, like, I am part of the FBI. We're, I, I'm actually part of the You can hear us. We're live. We're connected. We're in, we're in, we're in, we're in, we're in, we're in. We're connected. I'm tapping in right now. I'm tapping in right now. You down the ride? No, I, he's near. Uh, yeah, I, we just gotta keep him on the live minute so we can pick up on a conversation because if we can't keep him going for five minutes, then I can't, I can't. All right, we're trying to get the signal on. Ladies and gentlemen, we need the girl to walk. Walk, walk, lady, walk, walk. All right, he's... Somebody needs to hold her. Somebody needs to... We need to send... He's taking the bait. He's taking the bait. He's taking the bait. Send reinforcements, yeah. We're going in. We're going in. We're going in. Going in. Send him in. Send him in. Send the troops in. Send him in. Ladies, ladies, and gentlemen, we're going in. We're going in. We're going in. And it's season three, episode two. What up? This is part two to Family Dynamics, you guys. We're back. We hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Um... If you didn't enjoy it and it made you think and cry, then you're on the same page as us. Yeah, I cried like for hours after. Oh, my, <laughs> my microphone's not even near me. <laughs> we just woke up, dude. Dead ass. I don't even know how we're just yelling FBI like five minutes into waking up. Like, who the fuck are we, dude? FBI, send reinforcements. It's like, you just opened your eyes. Like, fuck. What type of energy are we on? I have like, one. Today. No, oh, there's, wow, are you okay? No Okay. I have to go to work. I have to go to work. I have to pack for Mexico. I gotta finish these episodes. Yeah, you got a lot to do today. I do too. I am actually anxious thinking about the amount of things I have to do today. But that's called the delting. That's called the delting. But you know what? Badass bitches know how to prioritize. Oh yeah. Sleep is for the weak. It's not. It's actually for the strong. But it is. I just I've don't know how to do it. I've, I've been like catching up on sleep lately, so I feel good about like you know kind of pushing my boundaries today to make sure I execute everything. Oh, we sure do love to push boundaries. There's actually someone say we're, we're someone say we don't do anything but that. Yeah, it's actually funny though because since we've been making those red red flag bits, I've realized how much of a red flag I am myself. Isn't that weird? No, it's. It, I mean, yeah, I guess because it's easy to see them when you are one yourself. <laughs> like. I'm a red flag in relationships. Like my friend Allie was legit, like just saying it to me. I was breaking it down to her yesterday, and she was just like, "You genuinely are the red flag, though, Grace." And I looked at her, and I was like, "It sit, it sat with me pretty heavy." And I was like, <laughs> "I am," but I'm like, just I'm trying to be nice about it, though. Like it's not a big one. I'm just like holding two little ones, just being like, "Help!" <laughs> I don't know. I feel help, like two help me, red family. This is like a more frantic motion than like yes. <laughs> one flag two, waving. Two little red flags, two frantic, See, anxious red flags. I've taken, I consider my flags to be more like ribbons. And so I'm out there with like my red flags ribbon dancing. <laughs> yeah, like, Here we are, boys. Your red Here flags, we are. I picture us. I picture your red flags as two pom poms that are red, like little, like little tassely. Give me, <laughs> give me an R, give me a D, give me an F, give me an L, give me an A, give me a G. Red flags, flag. just What's do it. This guy's a piece of shit. Slay's gonna do it. Yeah. What's that spell? My next relationship. Commitment. <laughs> I'm fucking scared. Go team. Go team, guys. We love that. We love to see Red it. Flags so simple. For life. <laughs> That'd be funny to make like a nice like dance routine with people with like red flags, like a really like nice ensemble. With a red Wait, do you remember I, it when Glee what? was a really big deal and like flash mobs and the Harlem Shake? I do. The Harlem like, Shake with the just- Harlem Shake. With red flags. Yeah, with red flags. Like, you're just dancing. Like, you're in a square, like, having a cup of coffee. And all of a sudden, like, some <laughs> stupid music is piped through. And, like, your menu turns into a red flag. And all of a sudden... Everything turns into yeah, a red flag. And then, like, the waiters are red flagging it. And you're like, how did I, I get just, here? And we're like, yeah, we're it'd be back, so funny. It'd just be funny, too. And if in, in the dance dynamic, it's like a men... And, it's like people pretending to be in relationships that are toxic. Like, pulling from each other. Like... And then we're like being drawn to each other. dance style. Like interpretive dance style. In, but then like moving out. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody doing something so toxic and then them just being like. 
pot of beret, pot of beret, sachet, sachet. <laughs> We're gonna do a jazz square, think, spirit fingers, make- <laughs> red flags. At the end, it's just shaking the red flags. Crowd goes wild. <laughs> Literally, though, it would. I think we have a new broad. We should start writing a Broadway play called Red the Red Flag. No, well, no, it would be called You Down to Ride. True that. But also, do you remember that time I told you my therapist? She ma- made printout pictures of herself with a massive red flag. She had a beautiful photo of herself taken from a photographer where she is literally holding just a red flag, smiling seriously, and handed it to her patients for a reminder that their behavior is off. <laughs> woman's your therapist is doing the lord's work she actually is though like i obsessed with her i miss her uh i just want to like chat with her like outside of therapy i requested therapy this week i've kind of been going like every other week every couple of weeks and i was like i want back to back before i have to go on like not before i have to but before i go on this trip just to like make family sure dynamics yeah like just make sure i'm in the right headspace and you know confident in who i am and what i'm doing and uh yeah yeah, I had to cancel. I had to work. <laughs> hate, hate I had to work. I got scheduled for work on a day shift. I don't normally work days. And my therapist like emailed me back and she's like, I hope this means you're putting up boundaries. And I was like, I guess I should have emailed. Did call you out? Yeah. Did like, well, out? here's the thing. I got my work schedule and then like just completely slipped my mind that I was scheduled a day shift. It's so un like not my schedule so i had made therapy Mm -hmm. for that day shift and then i was like looking at my calendar on like wednesday and was like oh fuck like i have therapy tomorrow but i work i got to cancel therapy so i emailed my therapist like kind of late and was like hopefully this isn't too last note like last minute i got scheduled and she was like are you putting up boundaries and i haven't responded yet (laughs) i mean when you said when you hit it with the no response you just know that you're not well, I just, I, I have stuff to do. Like, the boundaries are me sticking. So you got anxious. So you got anxious and didn't answer. No, I, I forgot I had emailed her and then checked it 10 minutes before my session when I was already at work and then saw that email. So, like, now it's coming back to me that I need to respond to her and be like, yeah, whatever, okay. you, what, whatever you say. Yeah, whatever you say. Absolutely. Red flags are flying, ladies and gents. Can you do the thing again? That kills me. Too bad we yeah. can't uh, use any of this footage because I look like a swamp creature. I need to turn my ring light on. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not and say we did. <clears throat> All right. So, you guys, we're going to jump into the second half of our f- episode on family dynamics. We are going to talk a little bit about some birth order. Stay tuned. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, we definitely recommend catching up it's on definitely- that actually catch up on all our last episodes there's like every single one for you to listen chain your, to chain yourself in your room chain yourself in your bed until you listen to every single one of our episodes yes yes that is doctor's orders sorry doctor's orders our therapist <laughs> our therapist told you to chain yourself to your bed and listen to our episodes so that's not from me no I'm just trying no, to be healthy yeah we're we're just trying to help you set some boundaries um and this is one yeah. of them lock yourself in your room during this heat wave and yep. listen to our podcast close all your close all your blinds and do not eat or drink water and just listen to our podcast no maybe maybe turn your phone piss on. in a cup you gotta pee in a cup you're not even leaving your room we do not want you to exit until everything use is those ex- water bottles on your floor for good use ladies and gents and if you have yeah. water bottles on your floor take a minute to clean up your surroundings yeah, and recycle. Stop using plastic water bottles for yourself. Yeah, Just go get an Alex Dean single did. Use. <laughs> single use plastic. Yeah, like <gasps> nothing I said was a red flag besides recycle. <laughs> so with that being said, you guys, uh, Grace, I'm down to ride. You're down as fuck. You think they oh, are? Thank you. That's the real question on the table. Are you guys down to ride? Are you guys down to ride? Let's fucking. I ride. always like I'm waiting for an answer. Is that? Is I wish I could hear. Anybody here? Are you down to ride? If you hold on to your red flag, you can simultaneously hear all of our listeners. We're down. Wave your red flag. We're down. Like we're a down. conch. <laughs> we're, we're down. Riders. We're down. We're riders. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Here we go. We love you. We fuck with you. Let's get into some- it. For some reason, you fuck with us. Let's fucking ride. <laughs> Let's fuck. <laughs> and ride. <laughs> trauma bonds and how they're so unhealthy though too like (laughs) 
my roommate McKenna, she um she's someone that she's known me since sixth grade. She's seen me go through multiple walks of life, different stages in my life. And she's someone that I don't know if I would be in this mental health place if it wasn't for her in some sense, because she is so, she's just so, um, okay, I guess with me and who I am and just accepting like McKenna accepts me for who I am. And that's not to say we don't have our little things that probably drive each other crazy kind of thing. It's not once again, a perfect relationship, but it's a relationship where we both want nothing but the best for each other. And in that sense, it has kind of become like a sisterhood. Yeah, like coming through this pandemic. So that's You like, guys are sisters. You guys yeah, definitely have but, that relationship. But there are other relationships with girlfriends that I've made while dating either toxic men or just making toxic choices in my life where I'm like, now that I'm not doing those things, those relationships have fizzled out. Like those relationships, yeah. there's nothing there. There's now a disconnect because that was the only thing bringing us together. And it's a bummer Facts. because I still have nothing but love for these people. I have nothing but love and adoration. And, you know, I cherish the memories and the times that I had with them. And I hope that one day there is an ability to come back together or to share a meal, you know, whatever it is. And just to see where we both ended up. But I think that also like doors do close. Um, and, and they need hard. to sometimes stores need to close they need to, but what's interesting is normally when we're not talking about family dynamics you can close those doors but when it comes to family dynamics you're born into your family you don't choose them they they shape you you shape them and I think that that's kind of an interesting thing to go into as well because in terms of shaping our families with our mental health I know that my family is both of my parents have always been like, you can get into therapy. We have health insurance, whatever you need. We're here for you kind of thing. But I was Mm -hmm. unwilling to, it was always like, no, everyone else is wrong. I'm fine. I'm fine. I know what I'm doing. I was very, everyone always told me like, oh, you're a smart girl. You're very strong willed. You got a good head on your shoulders. You know what you're doing. And to that sense, it made me nervous to ask for help to, to be okay with admitting fault, to not always have a backup plan B, C, E, and D to be able to rattle off in case plan A didn't work. Um, I was that straight A student. My brother, Matt, an incredible athlete, also an aerospace engineer graduate from Cal Poly. Ronan, incredible. He's going to school right now. He's figuring out what he wants to do. He's on his own vibe. He is also an incredible athlete. He's amazing with animals. He has all of these things that he is just so good at. And it's interesting because you were talking about how your brother, the third sibling kind of thing uh, earlier. What was I going with that? the third sibling um we always joked about how I was really smart I was the person I I was the smartest in the family Matt was the most athletic and Ronan had the best personality we all have all of those traits it's that's what I'm saying of which one we chose to count on and to make our identity and our image and what I'm learning at 25 now as I go to the gym and as I work out with my dad and as I lift weights with my brother and as I do whatever it is I chop firewood I sage the house with my mom I go on hikes I do all of these things I play with the dogs I talk to my brothers I'm relearning who they are and who I am and I'm realizing we are all a part of that same thing we all mm-hmm. have those pieces within us. It's just a matter of what pieces do you want to call upon? What pieces right. do you want to dig down and actually re-embody? What lessons do you want to relearn? And that's mm-hmm. what's hard too, is because we also get stagnant within our roles in our family, where we feel as if we're expected to only be one thing. It was it mm-hmm. used to be expected that I would have some sort of mental breakdown on a family vacation. I would have some sort of crying fest out of nowhere while we're in the middle of a beautiful resort or or a beautiful place or we're having a great time we're creating a memory and Soleil is having some sort of fucking freak out for no reason and then the shame and like the upsetness and the belittling I would do to myself being like why like for what why did all of that happen you knew like you fell out of control but why and so now that I'm working on all of those things I'm not that person on family vacations do I still spontaneously mm-hmm. cry sometimes? Yes, you can ask my dad. I yes, terrified I'm a fucking him last woman. week. 
you. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. a human. I'm a human. I'm no, a person, 100%. Dude. And I'm going to cry when I want to or when it happens. And I think I just, I, I hit you with a lot. <laughs> no, you did. But I really like that point where you were talking about what do I want to take from my childhood and what do I not? And that's part of being in your mid 20s. That is, what do I want from that? in my subconscious, but what do I want to get rid of? And, and truthfully, no, you can't get rid of it and just throw away the trauma, but you can also forgive it and let it go. And in letting it go, that part of yourself that's going to have a mental breakdown on a family vacation, no, that's still part of you and it shapes you to not do that, but it's let it go. We, we are able, we are able to let those things go. You know, the, the, the emptiness that I felt in a lot of parts of my life, I can let that go. It's still part of me, but I can let that go so I can heal and have a better future. Like bringing it back around to the beginning when I'm sitting here getting emotional, thinking that I, I don't know how to conceptualize a, a healthy relationship to the point of marriage and children with me. I can actually work on trying to let that go. Do you know what I mean? No, that's still part of me, but I don't need to carry it with me all the time. Like that, that, just, that um, thing. Genuinely, I think like it's, it's not even like, it's just opening yourself up to the idea that you are deserving of love and so much more and that when it happens, it'll happen and it'll create its own path. That's what it is. It's like, it's not shutting oh, yeah. doors. It's not pre-closing things. Like some boundaries do need to be lifted and just like open up your heart and your mind to the idea that like you can be happy with someone else or you can be happy on your own. We're also still really fucking young. Like we feel old Truth, as fuck, dude. but we're so young and like, like, but we, we come from that family structure out. though we come from that family structure though dude where our parents did have us younger and it's like this weird like juxtaposition when parents are raising us now because when our parents were giving birth to us it was a lot it was a lot more normal to get married have kids and start that like normal traditional lifestyle it is not that anymore and i know growing up my mom would look, look at me and be like you married early you do not need to have kids if you don't want to if you want to marry a guy that is black african jewish with red hair i want you to and like coming from my dad's side of the family that i'm gonna be honest is that irish italian i'm gonna be honest it was more of like a you did you marry somebody you know if you if you marry somebody that looks like you and you start having kids with somebody that looks like you that also believes in god um and that made me a fucking atheist for the longest time that that behavior, you know, because of my family structure. It made me an atheist. I'm not an atheist anymore because I found these things myself, but I grew up wanting to be an atheist due to my family structure um, and my family dynamic because I didn't like how it was pushed onto me. Uh, I was called like a non-believer by my 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 nanny before she passed away, <laughs> which hit home heavily. Uh, she's like, I just need you to like find that. And I'm like, okay, I will for you. And then I was like, wait, fuck that. That's toxic as fuck. <laughs> the you gaslighting me before you died? Like, <laughs> Nani. yes sick nanny um but besides the fact no it's like these these simple structures that like really weigh on literally who you are and it's like actually so wild that i just like i've made peace with the fact that i'm like i love each and every aspect of my subconscious like i love each and every layer of trauma i love each and every single layer of every shitty guy i dated due to the fact that i didn't think i deserved better like facts 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 and like that's a that's a fam that that's something that you know really was hard for me um with dating wise because i just dated piece of shit men for years and years and years because i didn't know that there is health out there and the chaos is what i craved because i thought that that's what love was i thought that love was chaos and i knew my parents loved each other but it was just fucking chaos and that's what i looked for and in, in men chaos and 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 it was really toxic on my mental well-being until i realized that therapy is out there for me and i therapy got therapy out there and it is so helpful yeah is therapy so is much needed and it's like shout out to you know therapists because they're the ones that can help you break down your family structure your friends can tell you that they can and you, and you know your family members can tell you that they can but you need an outside perspective on these things because that will break it down for you and help you understand why your brain is the way that it is and also make you understand why your family's brain is 
the way it is and why they behave the way that they do. And you can find compassion and love for the, for the way that they are from those things. And if you're a type of person that like you want to, you're a very sensitive person from your upbringing and, and you want to be a sensitive person, be that sensitive person. If you're hard from your family's upbringing, be that hard person. You know what I mean? Like that's okay, but, but just, just know, to change it. yes, like, that's, be open that's to change and like, just know that where it's coming from. And once you can kind of accept where it's coming from, this is why I'm sensitive or this is why I'm hard. You'll feel the peace inside to not be as sensitive and be as hard, if that makes any sense. Um, because I think sometimes, as I was saying with my friends that were abused, overly sensitive and letting people run train on their life. And then other of my friends that have daddy issues being too hard and you can't get through to them because they didn't have that dad and they are that testosterone in their family structure. Do you know what I mean? So I just think that it's like, once you can let your heart realize where your family dynamic is coming from, there's beauty to your hardness and your softness. 100%. Like I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. I was like thinking about how, um, I've just gone back to my parents so many times over the pandemic and, because to me it's like a solace like their house and like what it represents yeah like it's safe it's quiet I went through a period of time where I didn't even tell my friends I would come home and literally just hang out at my parents and like rebuild and I think that this podcast really I I catch myself listening to it and I'll admit it I've started re-listening um listening I do to too. It, just realizing that a lot of it's the, fucking lessons, good. <laughs> the lessons and the messages that I'm putting out are things that my family taught me and things that I didn't understand at the time and rules mm-hmm. not rules but like guidelines that I took almost like too literally because I was always trying to please everyone I felt as if if I could like wrangle my brothers and like we could all just get along and be nice and friendly, then like everything would just keep being so good. Mm -hmm. And that just, that's, that's not normal. Like that's, I I don't need to control everything. That's where a lot of my anxiety would come from was my lack of control um, or feeling a lack of control, but feel control. And I, and it's interesting because when we were doing research about this episode, we were, I was reading about Alfred Adler, who was born just outside Vienna in 1870, and he was actually um, originally an uh, ophthalmologist, and then he switched to like a more of a general practice, but he worked with Freud because they met in 1907, and he started to, they like developed a working relationship together, and Adler was like really focused on a holistic view of the individual and that's like he wanted to create a psychological movement about that and I think that that's something that I really wanted in my life as well because I want to know why and how things are the way we do so Adler wanted to understand how social factors influence personality and how that extended to childhood development so he did the theory on birth order, birth order theory. And that's what we're going to talk about for a little bit right now. And what I want to say first and what this article from BetterHelp also states is that birth order personality traits, like we create all of these things for ourselves because you're born into a family, but you don't know what the birth order is going to be. And the birth order can even shift if there's delays in years between children kind of thing. And so I wanted to talk about how like, on a biological side, we do inherit a bunch of traits and features from our parents. It's intelligence, courage, physical features. By socially, um, in birth order, uh, we interact with others in our parents' social circles. So we're learning behavior from who our parents are surrounding themselves with. And then culturally, it's the same thing. What is the culture that your parents are surrounding you in? What are you growing up in? Even down to the physical environment, physical environment being your home, your stability, your urban, your, you know, whatever it is that you're growing up in. Is it rural? What is it? Your personality is shaped on where your family is living. And then it's your situational. And that's like, 
your situational are the things that you go through throughout life and it's how you adapt and change to them based on your personality. So all of these things and all of these factors that are really huge key parts of shaping who we are now were all things that we literally had no control over, basically. Absolutely. And I totally, I totally think that your family structure and like, the which child you are in your family is just super significant to how you grow up. Um, I, I know that you can see it in your own siblings and I can see it in my siblings uh, due to just the order that we were born in, which is wild that, you know, we, I wish we could choose it. Right. You know what I mean? I wish well, we could just be like, I want to be born first. Should I give some of the characteristics for the different like yeah. thing order? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so interesting. For, for the first child, since the, and I'm quoting this directly from this Better Help article, like I said, <clears throat> since the firstborn child is used to being an only child until the little brother or sister comes along, he or she may exhibit some of the characteristics of an only child. Also, they may have these other personality traits. So it says they're an achiever and a leader. They feel superior over their siblings. Um, they can be controlling and focused on being correct. They can use good or bad behavior to regain parents' attention. Luckily, I went with the good. In my 20s, maybe dabbled in the bad. Who knows? (laughs) Um, Bossy or authoritarian. Strives to please others. Reliable. And can also be both protective and helpful towards others. Whereas the middle child, and this is supposedly you, and... Mm -hmm. um, It says, considering the significant changes they deal with early in life, it's no wonder they could become frustrated or resentful. Not only do they use their youngest child status, but they also have to share their attention with older and younger siblings. Middle children of bigger families often aren't as competitive as single middle children since their parents' attention is spread thinner. Middle children and bigger families are prone to using cooperation to get what they want. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So middle child traits include can feel like life is unfair, may feel unloved or left out, um, doesn't have the rights and responsibilities of the oldest or the privileges of the youngest. (laughs) They're adaptable, impatient, outgoing and rambunctious, learns to deal with both older and younger siblings. They treat their younger siblings very roughly and they feel squeezed in the family environment. I think all of those were a 10 out of 10. So although neither of us are um, the youngest siblings, I might as well. We may have a youngest child. Yeah, most definitely. Oh my God, 100% we do. So the last born child cannot be dethroned by a younger sibling. The baby of the family does tend to get more attention from parents since the older siblings are developing and becoming more independent. And some of their traits are charming and outgoing. Attention seeker can behave like the only child. True. Ronan. Uh, Feels inferior like everyone is bigger or more capable. Um, Expects others to make decisions and take responsibility may not be taken seriously and can become speedier in development to catching up to other siblings. So that's kind of like when your friend is the youngest and they're the parent house that like has all the parties or the house you sneak Facts. out of to go to parties. And they don't it's get that usually, mad because they threw no, the party. It's, yeah. It's like, it's usually the youngest child, except shout out to Sydney, my fellow other uh, big sister vibes. Her house was the party house. Damn. Yeah, no, I'm going to, th- I'm thinking back to high school. It was like all the kids that were the youngest child that threw all the parties. Cause it's like, uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I was the one that threw the parties at my house because I was the most defiant because I felt like rejected. Like we were about talking about earlier. This weekend. Yeah. Good times. TBT. Um, but yeah, no, I, I felt defiant and um, in that sense, but I think that the youngest child, um, as we were saying earlier, it's kind of just like, with the first child, the reason that they're like academically do usually the best and they follow the rules the most is because they fucking have to. Their parents are just like, your parents, since you're the first one, they're like, you got to do it this way. We're going to enroll you in, in all the best things, this, this, and this. And then they have more kids and they're just like, ah, fuck it. We don't need to try that hard. But yeah, no, it's like, honestly, like, I feel just like heavy, dude. I feel like heavy talking about family dynamics because it has weight on me and I wish I wish I had the perspective that I do now and like the empathy that I do now 
on my family dynamics because when you were reading those characteristics of the middle child wow nice city vibes can you hear that pretty bad yeah it's pretty loud um no what i was saying is like i I, it's just like heavy because i i spent so much time feeling like rejected and not understood and i just like had i just like had all these piercings and i wore like all black and combat boots all the time and i just felt like nobody understood me and like the world just didn't understand grace and like i'm just an atheist in this world of just chaos and bullshit and like i i just i wish i didn't spend so much time feeling that way um and i wish i could have accepted yeah i was so fucking mad at the world dude and like i i just didn't even i i couldn't even be tied down enough to talk to a nice guy like type of vibe because i just you wouldn't understand me or you don't get it and it's like well, also I mean, that's when we beautiful were out the other night and that guy was trying to uh, pick up on you from across the bar and you were like first i just need to let you know or like you were like i need to ask you a question you were like this is gonna this is, will decide everything you were like the only way i'm gonna talk to you is if you have had trauma <laughs> I like honestly don't a hundred percent remember saying that. And I said that, he, and then he was like, "No, honestly, my entire life, no trauma, just been up, 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 up." It's I like remember that being from said. hell. Yeah, no. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how we got into it. Was you being like, "I only talk to people that have trauma," which is true. You do. I'm gonna actually like. But everyone going has trauma. I, I think. I think what the differentiation truth. there is like people that are aware that they're not perfect like right accept that and then we can fuck with each other and we can yeah but there's also some people that i do know that live in like a blissful bubble land of like you know they live in like a land of like over optimism which i don't think is wrong that's not wrong that's just not somebody for me if that makes any sense like i do not think that there's anything wrong with that i've dated that actually before it's quite beautiful but i also like truthfully like my standards of what I would date and open my energy to now is I don't need a bunch of friends. I don't need a boyfriend. Uh, if I don't need serial killer vibes, like how can you always be that happy? Because there is so much sadness in this world. To me, it's like they're your sadness and you don't need to carry other people's emotions and like the weight of other people. But like, right. Yeah. You're human. If like the shit that (laughs) like, if the, you're human if you're feeling things yeah and that's like like where i i would like you to feel i would like to be in touch with people that can feel a little bit more and like creative and like these are things that it's like those didn't matter to me and like i didn't care who i was with before because i didn't think i deserved you know somebody that would be just right for me but i do know that i deserve that and i do know i deserve friends that actually fuck with me and they're not passive aggressive little because you can't shit about me when i'm not in the room yeah you You can can control your friends and you can also control your relationships with your family the best that you can. If you do not get along with your family, don't go fucking pull up to their house all the time. Like, my family gives me anxiety. I love the fuck out of them, but I'm going to get an Airbnb when I go home, you know, because that's just you healthier just for me. Boundaries. I didn't know that you for the longest time. You have to know what yeah. works for your relationship. And accept them. And, like, before you can accept them and understand those, those things and put those boundaries up, you've got to accept yourself. And, like, uh, there's understanding in, in the undertone of that. And that's hard. Like, we got to give credit to how fucking hard that is because it took me – I'm still trying to figure it out. But I at least have taken the time through years of therapy to break these things down to be the most wholesome person I can be and, therefore, be able to help other people the best that I can. Because that's something that matters to me. If that doesn't matter to you, that's completely fine. But that's something that really, truly matters to me. I think that figuring out this world, there's so much understanding to it. And I just want to be able to understand it the best that I can. I'm like a seeker of the truth and I'm a seeker of, yeah, I I just love it. And and I want to break down why we behave the way that we do and all like, you know, understand that and like get off of it. Should we just go to school and get our psych degrees? Dude, I, I've thought about it so many times when I'm like, why the fuck am I doing comedy? Like, <laughs> I'm literally just like, let me just go back to school and just become a psychologist. Think of and how like, much help content people. you could have that would violate HIPAA, HIPAA like rules. I wouldn't have a practice. Like, that's just fact of the matter. Like, you can't be a comedian and a psychologist at the same time. <laughs> but who says? Who says you can't? I mean, no, you definitely can't. I'm just making a joke in the sense of like you have patient, like patient person confidentiality, and like you would just obviously be 
you, you make material off of your life that you would just be like not naming people's existence but like be talking about their existence you know what I mean that it's like that's the weird thing about comedy because like I'll be writing a bit and I'm like but I don't want this person to know that I'm talking about them and they're gonna know about this or I'm talking to this guy but this other guy in my life it's like and I can't what talk about it that it's like fuck that dude like I don't know like I don't have patience anymore for saying thinking that I can't say something where I'm not hurting any I'm not trying to say things that are gonna hurt people's feelings though like that's not no. anything I'm trying to do that's but not the, vibe. the same Just point in time people you, think yeah, I just want to make people think. And if you don't like that, too fucking bad. Uh, I'm trying to get you to think. I need to go, like, go get a massage. My body dude, hurts. Dude, I'm, I'm aching, dude. My body hurts. I was thinking about this after I got back, back from vacation, dude. I was literally just like, when the fuck's it all over? When can I stop fucking working every day trying to make something out of my life? I was just drinking tequila on the beach for a whole week, cheeks in the sand having a great fucking time i didn't even cook one meal for myself i made other people cook for me it was wonderful no, and now here i am back english to grinding muffin. my ass off you made yourself an huh? english muffin yeah that i threw up right after i made it yeah it's because i cooked for myself and my body was like uh-uh let other people do that this week but yeah getting back getting back into like life i had such such bad anxiety dude the, the day that mandy and my sister left and i had I had work at 10 in Did the morning. You, you had to go to work that day. Dude, after they left, I had work oh, at 10 in the morning and I had an improv showcase. Dude, I had an improv showcase after work. I had to leave work early. I had to cut my last, give my last four tables away. And coming off of a week bender in fucking San Diego, my, I got opened myself to my energy of my family, which was very vulnerable. And my best friends from college, so that energy of like home, I was just carrying. And it was like, then once they left, I was like, this is my fucking life here in LA. What the fuck am I doing here? And then I'm like grinding it out at work. I had to leave work early to go to my improv showcase and be all these different fucking characters. And I was just dead inside, literally dead inside. And when the, the showcase ended, I literally just sat on the couch and I have never had more of a self-reflection period in my life. I was just like, who the fuck am I? Like, genuinely one of those how did i get here moments how did i get here moments and dude i'm not gonna lie when i say that the name of this episode how did we get here how did we get here family dynamics that's how we got here how did we get here and dude that that period that level of anxiety ended like this morning truthfully i that, that was like a pretty pretty anxious couple of days just being like i finally like after work last night <clears throat> i felt like whole I, I, I'm back in the, the groove of who the fuck I am, but like opening myself to like some, one of my best friends from college. So I'm thinking about college and I'm thinking about all of the time that I've spent with those people. And then I'm thinking about my childhood. I don't do that out here in Los Angeles. That's why I live here. I don't want to think about all those things all the time, um, which was really, it's healthy for me to do those things. I need to do them more, but, but that hit me heavy, dude. special being able to have that sense of home or that sense of this is someone who knew me before I had to go figure myself out. And that's like... Yeah, before all my TikTok clout. Yeah, like that's, <laughs> once again, like to bring McKenna into it, that's kind of how I feel about her is like she's grounding for me. Like right. in a sense that, yeah, she's... she's. I mean, Brand, like both my roommates are from my town. But... um. Like, yeah, it, it definitely, like, checks you. It is. And it's like, I don't know, being out here in L.A., it's hard. I don't I don't have a lot of people that I can rely on. And I kind of like that energy at this point in my life. I like relying on myself. Um, but it's also, it kind of, once they left, I was like, why do I choose this lonely life? <laughs> like, I was like, why do I choose to not be around my family and close friends all well, the time? And I, think, I think what gets hard and, like, what I find is, like, it becomes distracting because I get so wrapped up in trying to maintain that same energy and that same level as when they're here and when you're with them and the conversations and the plans. But the reality of it is, is that's not always possible. Like everyone has so much going on. And so I think it's kind of like that drain almost of like maintaining. I know it's really hard to maintain relationships, mm. but on that, on that note, I love San Diego. I love it. I absolutely I love I absolutely love San Diego that I want to retire there on that Grace and Frankie shit I I like I don't know what it is like I have this I love San Diego I like really love it there I, I like love just chilling there alone with myself too I just San Diego has opened my eyes to the idea that I can make home anywhere 
Um, I can create my own life anywhere. I am capable of that. LA for me, we've talked about before, was really rough. Um, that was more of my fight or flight. San Diego mm-hmm. for my first year up until moving to this new location was kind of like that breaking down period and then building back up. And I feel like with the restrictions lifting from the pandemic, with restaurants, with bars, with everything opening back up again, I'm finally getting to like actually live life down here. And I'm so glad you got to come down and experience it with me. And you shouldn't retire. You should just move down here already. I know. I just, I just can't do the things that I want to do there. I just True. can't. But I like having it, you know, as a place that I can you – know, dude, the fucking – I just hate that. Like, it, it, it's like two hours, which I don't mind crushing a two-hour drive. But then if there's slight traffic, dude, it's like three hours and 30 minutes, like, all the fucking time. And it's that's when Anaheim. I'm just like, stop. Orange County fucks you on the San Diego drive. The Orange County is what fucks you in the San Diego yeah. drive. And it just it's just like, fuck. Like, when we were cruising they'll, down they'll there. through, like, Long Beach sometimes or it'll, like, take yeah. you around. Yeah. Like it was like two forty five when I was first cruising out, and then it was like three hours and forty eight minutes when, I, dude, I was so fucking hungover leaving San Diego too, after like obviously binge drinking for the entire time that I was there, raging, and I, we were out dancing that night. Didn't sleep, didn't sleep that night at all. Um, yeah, you were busy. I was busy. Um, didn't sleep, and then um, t- got in the car, got in the car. And I was so overtired and like hung over that I had to pull over and take a nap for 20 minutes in a parking lot because I was like, I can't kill my sister and my best friend. Like, it's just like not happening Why this week. Why didn't you so. just have one of them drive? Because they were both too scared to drive in California because people drive like assholes out here. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They were like actually terrified yeah, like, of how people I, were driving out here. Yeah. I dipped out after breakfast and planned. Dude, that breakfast was fire. Yeah. You, you were busy as well. Busy gals over here. The busiest. Busiest bees is what they call Actually, you know what? We could end this on a story. Uh, We could end this on a funny, funny little note. I took my first dab. Did I tell you? You've never taken a dab before? I've never taken a dab before. You have never taken a dab before? Mm -mm. Up until Saturday night. Why? Because it terrified me. It just seems like the next more than anybody level I know. of I, I know, I know. It just seemed like the next step in smoking weed and I'm I'm at like the buying an ounce a week kind of thing. So it's like I wasn't ready to like go to the next level. Whoa. I thought you were just like done that. No, no, I'd never done it. So um I've like been hanging out with this guy off and on since like uh January or like November. I don't know. A while. It's been a while. And he like randomly hit me up and I was like yeah let's let's kick it and he was like do you want to dab and I was like I've never done it before bring it over you want to go to the moon I went to the floor I oh, he was like two different, you, two different girls yeah yeah so basically what happened was uh I got off work and I came home and he pulled up shortly after and I was like all right we got snacks we're chilling we're gonna watch a movie actually watched a really like terrible psychological thriller on Netflix. That's like that new one kind of freaked me out pretty gory. Um, but anyways, I went to take this dab hit and I was like, one, I'm not using the blowtorch cause it terrifies me. And two, like what's, you know, kind of like, what do you do here? Walk me through it. And he was like, just, you just hit it like a bong and like, just stop when you're done. It's like, all right, easy. So I hit it like a bong. And Damn, I cleared dude, the you're bong. Gonna... And I remember my last words to him before I hit this dab were, am I going to throw up because I can't do that? And uh, he was like, no, no, no one throws up. You'll be fine. I was covered in sweat for between three to 46 minutes. I'm not sure how long it was. On Why 46? It just felt like eternity. Like, I swear to okay. God, it was very specific only, number. It, you know me in numbers. It was like an yeah. all or nothing. I like take this dab hit. I like basically clear this entire fucking hit. And I'm straight up on the ground, covered in sweat, pouring sweat from my body, like coughing, but like convulsed coughing on the ground, like, <clears throat> like fucking dying. He's just looking at me and I'm. Like I said, I it don't know how horrible. long this, it was terrible, but then it yes. was really great and it was a great high. So I would do it again. 
Oh, dude, I loved taking dabs when I was in college. I did them all the time. Yeah. I would just vibe out. I loved being high. I If I took a dab now, I'd be in the hospital. I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. It was one of those, like, how did I get here moments. Like, I just remember. See, that I, feeling that you have, that's when I smoke weed now every time now, dude. I that, snapped that. out of it, and I was like, how could you do that to me? And he was like, you made it out. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, you talking about an uncomfortable high story, I guess I'll end it with mine, which was recently where I was, like, I was with my sister out here, and then the guy that I'm kind of talking to, um, and we were at one of his friend's houses and I just was like super tired, kind of hungover type of day. It was like a Sunday and his friend was super sweet and he like passed a joint to me and I'm like triggered. I love weed. And then I was just like, okay, I'm going to hit it. Like everyone was still drinking and I was like, I don't want to drink. Um, I couldn't drink that whole day when everyone was still was. So I was like, maybe I'll just smoke a little bit. And they kept asking me and looking over at me because I told them about the anxiety I've been getting. So they kept they kept looking at me like kind of like checking in on my existence. And I was just lying, telling them that I was okay the whole time because I didn't want more pressure on the situation because I was overthinking my existence. And I was with that guy that I'm kind of talking to. And I was like, why the fuck am I talking to him? Why is his leg? Why is he like grabbing my legs? Why is his arm around me? Like, does he think that this is going to work out? Who the fuck is he? Like, and I was just like, and he looks over at me and he was like, you seem like you're doing good. Like, how's it going and i was like oh yeah no yeah 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 yeah. what, what do you mean? i'm literally thinking about how i can leave the room get the fuck away from him forever what the fuck why is my sister here and then they're both just like you guys you seem like you're doing great and i'm like oh yeah i am thriving over here after this joint hit so it's funny that like weed does that and like how much internally you're freaking out because the entire time i'm like laying on my floor i'm literally just like this guy is literally gonna leave my house he is going to leave. He is never going to talk to me. Like, I wouldn't talk That's to so me. That's so unhealthy. I'm, no, but I'm literally on the ground covered in sweat, like, coughing up like a fur ball. Like, nothing <laughs> about that screams, like, I want to <laughs> hang out with this chick. Like, I, when I tell you, you saw me dancing the other night. I was sweatier than that. Like, I, my entire body dumped out, like, an gallon of water on my floor of and nerves like, of nerves he, and, uh, and no, overthinking I, like, I i swear to god i was like i don't know what smoking dmt is like i was like but i feel like that's what just happened like was I, there dmt in this i asked him that i go was there and he goes no what the fuck's like and i was like imagine if you're talking to a guy um is there dmt in this and he's like yeah yeah, um, just a that's slight more sprinkle. concerning, or if it's more concerning, I need to start asking people if there's DMT in what they're handing. Both are stuff. a bit of a red flag. That's our next red flag bit. There we Is there it. DMT in this? Is there DMT in this? Uh, yeah, a lot. It's the GHB. Yeah, he like drugged me, but like I don't know. Is that a red flag? <laughs> he like oh absolutely God. drugged me, stole all of my money, and like took my identity and gave it to his sister. But like. Is he a red flag? Because, like, I think that what he's just looking out for his like, family. What if we do, like, a phone one and you call me and you're, like, in a cellar? Oh, that, hey, I have a question. Like, I FaceTime you on here. I just, like, need help to know. Is this guy a red flag? Like, he literally drugged he the shit out of me. He me out of here in, like... I'm, like, in a basement dungeon. I am shackled to the ground. I'm just wondering. Also, is this, is this a Because I memorized your <laughs> number in middle school. I hope you haven't changed it. And if it's not, call 911. That is so funny. Hey, I'm in a dungeon shackled to the ground. I'm just wondering if this guy's a red flag. <laughs> oh no, sweetie. It just means like he's into kinky shit. <laughs> Honestly, my mouth. Oh, oh, he's coming down here with tape to cover my mouth. He told me to shut Ooh. the fuck up. Kind of hot. <laughs> I'm into it. Do you guys have a safe word? <laughs> I think these are so funny. It's like they'll, they'll never get old to me. Like they'll never get old. We have to make another one. We will. We just planned a whole one. We can just take this bit and put it on your TikTok. How about that? Yeah. I'm chained to the ground. I love that one. Speaking of TikTok, you guys, our social media handles. I yeah, dude. am at F as in. Well, no, I'm at FB. F as in fuck off. F as in book. B as in bitches, G as in get, Soleil as in me. I love that. And you are. Yeah, follow her on the gram. Follow me on the gram. Follow me on TikTok. Um, follow me wherever your heart desires. If you don't want to follow me, also completely understand that. Uh, just make sure you listen to this podcast. It's season three. We're coming in really hot and heavy. We're super excited and blessed to be able to have this platform and talk about these exciting topics with you all. Um, please oh, keep wait, riding with us and, and share this. We didn't give a challenge we or didn't. do therapy. 
no we didn't but i was just about to touch on the fact that no this this whole topic was like we really touched on the fact that therapy has helped us within family dynamics and it's really key um i don't have a therapy note for this but i do have a note of this get a therapist if you need one and know that you totally should like and if you have questions about that both of our therapy notes Um, yeah get a therapist be okay with be okay with asking for help but what i want my um our weekly challenge to be this is like a two-part episode so it's kind of hard what i want our weekly challenge to be is to let it tie back to family dynamics though yeah no it's going to it is i don't know why don't you take the time to reflect on your family life yeah literally give yourself the privilege and the time to reflect on your childhood and your upbringing like allow yourself and maybe write that down that's a good challenge find allow yourself to reflect no find something you're grateful for from your childhood that made you into who you are yeah and my challenge is maybe look into something in your childhood that wasn't the best and how how you've made that you yeah that strengthened you and like has made you a better person from maybe that adversity that you're given so look for the pros and the cons but i just i think it would be a really cool thing to take the time to reflect on your family dynamics and like let yourself think on them and find peace with them which is huge and if you need more help and maybe you're getting too emotional or you're feeling empty which i felt empty and i didn't know how to get the feelings out get a therapist and like message uh you down to ride and like there's so many resources out there for you to to you're not alone whatsoever and there's so there's ample resources out there for you and when you feel like shit just know that you're not alone (laughs) yeah everyone's literally thriving and surviving simultaneously all right you guys so with that being said fucking follow us on the grams keep up with us on the socials share this episode with three to 15 people um, seriously though you really please share this please share this if anyone wants to design us a sticker we would love to oh also yeah merch made. merch 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 we're merch, talking merch. merch we're getting that worked out we are going to kick off season three a little bit heavy with this family dynamics episode episodes but then we're coming at you with some local trailblazers we're going deeper into who and why we're doing this and what we mm-hmm. feel as if it's important so talk to us you guys we love our riders thank you for listening we will see you next week peace peace love you guys louder peace peace love y'all guys right on peace